Everybody good? You got your stuff? Everybody's good. You gonna uh, film this? Les is uh, looking for Pokemon right now. Oh, so lame. Why, why, they, why is everybody into the Pokemon? I don't know. They're all immature children who don't know how to have half fun of the in real adults, life. Half of the adults in our church do the Pokemon. I don't get the Pokemon, like a dance? Yeah. Like Everybody like the do the Pokemon. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I don't like it. Nope. Good. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. And Devotion! Oh, no. We're not doing that. We're doing it. That's <laughs> no, who no, I no. am now. No, no, uh, no, I am Devotion. You will be Doctrine. This, that, the nicknames, we've already got names. People call you Fofo, and you've got them calling me JoJo. No, but I like it, though, because all these other podcasts have these great names, like, Hey Big T, Hey Big R, Hey Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Les here. Hey, hey, Les, Les. L L double L double O double L in the hizzy. All right, we're not doing that. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. Wait, who's who's like the leader of the two of you? I'm the boss. No, no, I'm the boss. I am always in charge. I've noticed that Joe does talk first typically. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the first person that talks is always wrong, and that's why Joe talks first. Oh, okay. Would you agree, Joe? You just talked first. Ah! You lost, son. Well, this is a podcast where we explore Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to talk from a Reformed Baptist perspective. That's the only reason no, I said But we, we will. As like, 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 as like, like officially the show itself is like the, Refo- okay, right, I got right. you. No, I got you. Les is on here and he's going to talk about sprinkling babies. Yeah, dunk them babies. Uh, you know, he's going to talk, talk about maintaining about the Catholic too. traditions instead mm-hmm. of the biblical ones. So anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the universal church Catholic at large. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I think Romish, Popish stuff yeah nah, either way how's francis doing for you i i don't like him i'm not a big fan really oh, really yeah, that's yeah, surprising just, uh, because you guys would accept a catholic baptism uh no i would but just no, not but your church would. no they wouldn't no they wouldn't you're what are you Absolutely. are you a hundred percent certain that if a person was baptized we in the roman not. catholic church <laughs> i am 100 percent certain because yep. that would be an outlier in most presbyterian churches i wouldn't say most um there was there was a time when that was true uh, i think most Presbyterian churches would now All right, we're gonna, reject that baptism. Okay, listen, th- this is how we handle these things here, okay? On okay. Doctrine and Devotion Less. Sure. Google uh, it. Google that. <laughs> <laughs> you already know! You oh, know what we do! Come on! <laughs> well, I'm Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of a small church out here in St. Charles, Illinois, called Redeemer Fellowship. I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. I'm Les Lanfear. I'm a Christian, and I have a podcast. Yes, you do. And... What's it I called? have what, absolutely yeah. no authority over anybody. No. Oh, my podcast is called The Reformed Podcast. Yeah, that's interesting. That's so, good. Awesome. Thank um, you. <laughs> so what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to talk about the church because Les is a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've learned a lot from him, not only in the podcast world, but just in terms of you know what it means to carry on conversations with people that yeah. are charitable and helpful mm-hmm. and healthy. And uh, he's actually one of the people, uh, him and his sidekick, Tanner, uh, have encouraged us to start this podcast. I'm pretty sure Tanner's in charge. Because uh, he talks second. Well, no, yeah, because I think they have a show about him, Tanner in Charge. That's not a thing. That's a thing. That's, that's not a thing. That no, that's it. Thing. Yeah, T-I-C, tick. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Les is in town on business of some sort, and we wanted to uh, include him on the podcast this year. He's a podcast expert, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk today about the church. The church. The local church. Uh, Les is a churchman. He loves the local church. He believes in it. His family is very committed to that. And so we thought, what, what better topic could we discuss than uh, the value, uh, the, the nature, um, the gift of the local church uh, to... Um, to believers. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Amen. And a real quick aside, I'm also right. in, like, the actual reason I'm here is because I'm doing uh, a movie, a documentary, and Joe Thorne is involved the, oh, in yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So, cool. so we're talking about the local church, though, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to mention real quick that there's a movie. Yeah, and, but hold on. It, like, but less, less, cool. less, less, less. We're just going to go ahead and, here, here's the one thing you're able to do. I want uh-huh. you to introduce our drink. You okay. guys do that on your on your yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. You can introduce our drink for the evening. Sure, sure. I, I would just be stick, happy. To. Just stick to what we're doing here. Don't worry okay. about your thing. This is our thing. Yeah, yeah we're, yeah, we're like allowing is, you to do this. I get okay. it. Like this is your show. Yes. You yes. don't want me to. Okay. Good. So don't make uh, it about you. So uh, on on our show, we do this thing where we talk about uh, like what we're drinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we're having some bourbon. Yep. Which uh, Jimmy Fofo. That's right. He stopped by. Uh, what was the store we went to? Saveway Liquors. Saveway Liquors, and no, we don't got. Shop there. Um, this brewery is called, 
it's a distillery. But distillery. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Distillery. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is uh, Orphan Barrel. Orphan Barrel. Orphan yep. Barrel. And it's a cool story. They have, uh, they come into these breweries mm-hmm. and they have uh, these barrels that are left behind. Yeah. and Distilleries, right? <laughs> right, right. Because right. it's, uh, <laughs> it's a bourbon, not beer. Um, this well, it's actually called, a whiskey, but keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. This is a whiskey because it's blended together. It's a different know, kind of different kind. Of yeah. Sure, I know a lot about whiskey, guys. Uh, you're doing, you're doing really well. You're doing really <laughs> yeah, well here. yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the, the way. So I'm, what are we I'm drinking though? What, yeah, what, what are we drinking? It's Just called it's called the Gifted Horse. Yeah, good. Uh, good the one. label's really cool. It's uh, it's got a horseshoe with a head sticking through it. Um, speaking of gifts, I am doing a movie right now, and if you can go to my Kickstarter, you can actually you can find. We're not asking for money. This is not the kind of show. No, you're right. You're right. Right, I'm so sorry. Let's, let's focus on the church. Um, sure, let's talk about that. Because we all—that's mm-hmm. something that we all believe in, right? Mm-hmm. We all don't believe in just throwing money at people to waste on like hobbies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, like hobbies, like church, making yeah, movies. Church should so. be given. Yeah, give money to your church. That's your church. That's where we want Not you guys most. first and foremost. So let's talk about the value of the local church. Uh, I know that we three love the local church with yeah. all of its warts and ugliness, uh, just like I love Jimmy. Um, wait, wait, wait. What is that? What is the correlation? You, you are busted. <laughs> Let's look at that guy. Uh, Jimmy, how many warts do you have? I have one ward on my behind, and his name is Joe. But it's little and kind of cute. There I you go. I hate you. There you go. <laughs> so it's adorable. You love, guys are adorable. We love we love the local church. Um, and I mean, I can say that that God saved me by His grace. Mm-hmm. But um, I am absolutely convinced that God's grace has come to me through his local church. So uh, let's, let's talk about this. I'll just throw it to you guys. Uh, what is the necessity of the local church for the Christian and the Christian life? How important is it? Uh, I'll, I'll speak uh, personally. Mm-hmm. I've, um, the more I've sort of taken church seriously and ended up in, uh, right now I'm a member of a church called Christ the King. It's a Presbyterian church, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a small church, which means that my pastor is intimately involved in my life. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> so, That's if awesome. I if I have an issue, my pastor knows about it. Um, he is he is ready and willing and pursues asking me questions about my personal awesome. life uh, and my family, so that I can share with him and he can uh, counsel me biblically. Uh, and you know, there's, there's sort of the, the issue of a, the bigger a church gets, the more stretched the pastor or the elders become staff is. Yeah. Yeah. And their ability to sort of pour into people's lives, which, uh, for me emphasizes the necessity of, um, maybe not the necessity of small church, but the, the, the beauty at least of a small church and, and keeping it manageable by local pastors who pour into their their congregation pastoral visits um uh, and and actually being able to be counseled by your pastor if you're not mm-hmm. talking to your pastor if you don't have um somebody who's hearing yeah. your issues your problems your your struggles your successes and praying for you and um without the connection i think that you're really missing an important part of uh the biblical view Mm-hmm. Of what it means to be a Christian, so th- this the issue that you you're dialing in on at this moment uh, is pastoral care. Yeah, and absolutely. So one of the reasons that you believe that the local church is critically important is because you need pastoral care. You need the shepherding of of an elder who knows you, knows your weaknesses and strengths, and can serve you and guide you. Um, serve you in mm-hmm. your life. So now that's you. Some people might say, "Well, you're wired that way." I'm, I'm, I'm not that needy of a guy. I'm a pretty independent, stoic dude. I, I take care of myself. Uh, I don't need people looking over my shoulder. I don't like people in my business. What do you say to them on this issue of pastoral care and involvement in a, a congregant's life? Um, I think that if you hold to a position where um, you actually think that you can be autonomous in your Christian life, um, you completely undermine uh, at least the theology that, three, that the three of us would hold to. Mm-hmm. And Jesus. Which, and Jesus. And, and <laughs> yeah, and all the writers of Scripture and yes. God himself, yeah. you know, God the Father, uh, that men are 
extremely susceptible to sin. Mm -hmm. uh, we are we are by nature we are slaves of sin. We are set free from the uh, the captivity of sin through through the power of the gospel. But a Christian's life is never free yeah. right, from sin. So uh, if if we actually think that we don't need uh, a pastor, pastor being that con that that concept of a shepherd looking over the sheep, um, you are a sheep. Sheep cannot be autonomous. Uh, we actually need this oversight. We need somebody pouring into us. We need somebody who is is uh, intimately concerned with our cares and our worries and our successes and praying for us and loving us. Well, Jimmy, maybe, maybe you'll speak to that, but mm -hmm. one of the things that I, I hear from you a lot, though, is that the value of the local church is not only found in the shepherds, yes. but in the body itself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Why don't you speak to that? Yeah, I think there's, there's a reality. I mean, part of it is, like you said, if, as a church gets old, or bigger, I should say, as a church gets bigger, uh, there's just not enough time for a primary shepherd, or even, I think, all the elders as a whole, they can't meet with everyone every day or even every week. And I think that's where uh, community groups, Bible study, small groups, missional communities, whatever you want to call it, that's where I think a huge value comes in because these are people that you're meeting with every week, talking to every week, praying with every week, sharing every week your struggles and your sins and your temptations. And they should know better, I would think, than most people, what it is you're actually struggling with day to day, because they see you all the time. And I mean, theoretically, I would think that they should be in, you should be in constant contact with these people uh, all week, right? It should be a real family, yeah. a real community. And mm -hmm. I know myself, like I, and I feel like I know other people because I know myself, and I believe that we're all not very different at all. I think we're all sinners, made saints by the grace of God. Sinners by nature, made saints by the grace of God. And because I know my heart, I yeah. think I know how other people are. And here's what I know about myself. Um, I would not have come to Jesus apart from his sovereign grace. Yeah. Um, I would not continue to walk with Jesus apart from his sovereign grace. I am too weak. I am too tempted. Uh, I am too easily diverted. And I know that God uses his local church from the pastor's and elders, like from the leadership down to the congregation itself mm -hmm. who love me and care for me and know me and speak into my life. Apart from them, I would be a mess. Apart from people who know me can, and can tell me, look, dude, you're going too far here. Mm -hmm. You need to be careful about what you're doing. Your, your habits are dangerous or you're, you're walking a line that could really lead you into um, a precarious position that would have a negative impact on your, not just your faith, but even your family and other mm -hmm. people. I mean, just tonight at the elders meeting, you guys yeah. were telling me you need to take some time off yeah. during this particular season in your life. I know you, you will not take that time off. Well, you, I, I'll take, I'll take, I'll, I'll chill. No, 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 no. I know I'll chill you, some. you do not chill. Oh, I'm, I'm going to bring Jen on All here at I one do point is chill. and ask her. I'm, I'm going to Mr. Chill. You are not. I am. I know, not. I know that if I ask you how's things going, yeah. you're going to be honest with me. But if, if it's something really kind of, uh, you, you shy away from taking time off. Yeah. Your wife will tell you, hey, man, take some time off. And you'll be like, nah, it's cool. I can just do it all. I'll, I'll stay up till three in the morning and take care of this. Yeah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. The elders came along and said, so I, but I we love you. I need that. I need to be around the people of God and not just the people of God, right? So we have these pastors who shepherd us. We have our brothers and sisters who walk with us. But then there are the means of grace yeah. in the local church, right? Like, less what? Well, why is word and sacrament so important to the Christian life in the context of the local church? Uh, so <clears throat> Tanner and I have, uh, we've Who, sort of entered. Tanner? Who's uh, Tanner? Oh, I'm sorry. Tanner is my co-host. Oh, that's your on, sidekick on the, on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no our, I think, I think our, he's the main guy. No, uh, he, yeah. No, yeah. Tanner. Tanner, no, Tanner, Tanner's the sidekick. No, no, Tanner is the host. And Les? And Les, and so it goes like... Les is the mascot. He's the mascot. Okay. Yeah, I, like I serve Tanner. Yes. Okay, in, I got it. In, I got in, it. In, I'm sorry. I was confused. It's a form podcast hosted by Tanner. Right. Served with... Yeah, with Les. Les. Yeah, I, I right. like... I. You know how John the Baptist, um, he comes along first, and he makes the, the way straight mm -hmm. right. for... Um, it's sort of like that. So um, you're John the so, Baptist and Tanner is Jesus? Well, I wouldn't say... Whoa, whoa, this is kind of weird. I wouldn't say... Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I'm liking this the analogy. The Presbyterian theology gets wonky sometimes. Yeah, You've go sprinkle right. some babies. It's, you yeah. guys, it's... Listen. 
Listen, it's it's really complicated. You guys wouldn't understand your background. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get We're that. We're way too slow to pick it up. That's true. Um, but I, I really think that we've we've hit this weird place on on our show where we're like. We are cage stage Sabbatarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bring it up every week. We talk about Sabbatarianism and uh, the importance of the Lord's Day. Right. And uh, as far as the local church goes, mm-hmm. um, I'm finding more and more how incredibly important uh, this idea of of always consistently being devoted to coming together on the Lord's Day mm-hmm. to worship God to have communion with the saints mm-hmm. uh to and that's the time when uh 6 days of the week you're apart from those people uh for the most part you're in your work life you're you're in the world mm-hmm. and then uh one day of the week you completely set apart to uh to be separate from those things and to be with God's people with God's word being poured into your life and uh that's a that's a huge thing as far as accountability goes as far as being um being counseled and uh, and uh, being able to share your struggles and all that. So I mean, I understand like you, what you're saying. It's you're saying the church gathers on Sunday. I understand that, but I, I feel like I, what I'm hearing is for six other days I can do I'm doing whatever I want, but on that seventh day we're we're doing. Now you're getting real. Oh, now I'm getting real. <laughs> on that seventh day, then you know, we're this is where the accountability comes in. My question is how. Can, is there not a way or how can we stay connected with other believers during those six other days? Yeah, there, I mean, there's various ways that you can you can do it. Um, and in the bottom, I mean, I mean, we are not unbelievers the mm-hmm. other six days of the week. We are Christians. We are okay. we are we are salt and light in the world. That is our purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we are a, a priesthood. Right. All of us. We are a priesthood of saints. So uh, there is no lack of of uh, accountability because mm-hmm. you are what quorum Deo, right? We're before the face of God all the time. That's Latin, Jimmy. Oh, good. I <laughs> was Latin. about to add. I was good, yeah. going to Google it. Sorry, guys. That was yeah. It was complicated. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the Lord's Day is special because it is sanctified. It is set apart. It's a time for right. uh, specific devotion to the Lord. And as no far Facebook. as it, well, you can you can be on Facebook. Uh, Facebook's not a sin or anything. Uh, we can talk about that if you guys want to. Uh, we're not getting into the Reform Podcast practice of. Uh, we're not going to do that. That's like, I, I understand what Les is doing. Those guys are trying to give their moderators a break. And you know, if you happen to accidentally stumble on there, they'll ban you real fast. <laughs> you're just not in grace and love. In grace and love, definitely grace. Just uh, you know. just not. And some <laughs> of the moderators say, don't. Have hey grace, guys, but. it's stupid that you shut down. Oh. Okay. Well. well that's not that's not a very nice thing to say. Jimmy about would say it's idiotic. Made. That's Where? what Jimmy would say because Jimmy uses that word pretty liberally. <laughs> I don't know so, about that. I only used it once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I the, used last it, the last you podcast. And you used it like ten times. Okay, it was idiotic. Okay, I'm, but was it was it or was it not idiotic? Uh, well, according to Jimmy Fofo, yes. Okay, talking about Doctor Patterson right now. Oh, no, not not the person, not the person, the argument. I okay, I don't want to go on down this road. I'm just saying. But you're, 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 oh, you're so it's like it's like uh, God hates the sin but not the sinner kind of thing. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, great. So you just called out the president of Southwestern and said he was a sinner. Awesome. Great. I You're going to be it. getting emails. Let's just say that. This is a Southern Baptist church. He, he is a sinner, by the way. Yeah, I am a sinner. Thank you. For, no, so, no, no, it, no, so no, 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 no. Paige Patterson. Thank you. Thank you. So, Les. like, I, you know, there's, Bring it back. There, we, I, I, I would consider myself a kind of a Sabbatarian, but I'm definitely softer than the Puritans <clears> are. Um, and my, my take on the Sabbath is a little different and nuanced than than the Westminster standards or even the 1689 it's it's the one place where I'd say well there's an exception here that I have and I'd want to explain it and argue it um, but I absolutely believe that the first day of the week the Lord's Day Sunday is the day that God commands his church to be separated from the world to be mm-hmm. gathered together under word and sacrament and um, it is the most important event it is the most important gathering. It is the most important, I think, thing that we do as the church. Yes. We gather together as one body, diverse mm-hmm. but unified. Yeah. There's this quote from George Clowney uh, in his book, The Church. Uh, not a Baptist, but it's still the best thing written on the church ever yep. outside of Scripture. And uh, here's what he says. Above all, we must prize the blessing of corporate worship. 
The church of the Lord gathered for worship marks the pinnacle of our fellowship with the Lord and with one another. The church is the people of God, the new humanity, the beginning of the new creation, a colony of heaven. In corporate worship, we experience the meaning of union with Christ. There is something special that's happening when we gather under word and sacrament together in the name of Jesus. And so, I mean, just there, we have, we, we have this, this corporate worship mm-hmm. where pastors know the people and shepherd the people, and we have a community of faith that we are genuinely a part of. Yeah. It's, I mean, how important is this? What are the consequences of disconnecting from it? Or maybe before we answer that question, what are the ways in which people are, are likely, Christians today are likely to disconnect mm-hmm. from the local church? Well, <clears throat> let me, so, so you're talking about the importance of this, this day, this gathering. And I think that one of the biggest, the biggest failures of the modern church is, and I, I will say for myself that up to probably a year ago, um, the word worship was a very nebulous um, um, <clears throat> concept to me, and I didn't really know what to make of it. And uh, you know, all of life is worship, and everything we do is worship, and mm-hmm. those things are true. But there's something special about this this Lord's Day worship, and I think that there's a, a huge uh, truth in the fact that we have lost an understanding of what it even means to worship God. When we talk about gathering together on the Lord's Day, we talk about a lot of people wanted to say. Um, we are, it's a day when we can come together and hang out with other Christians yeah. and be with people who are like-minded. That's great, but that's not the ultimate thing. The no. ultimate thing is that we're actually worshiping God in a very special way. We are ascending, right. essentially, we're ascending the mountain, Mount Zion. We are going into heaven. We're having a meal with the Lord himself. And uh, that's that's one of the big things that I want to talk about in, in my new movie, The Calvinist. Uh, that uh, there's a Kickstarter that I have online. No, 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 no. What does that have to do this? with going already covered? Oh, oh, we already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah, funded. I, are you funded already? Funded. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Here we go. Close and to, so we're, we're going to go ahead and look uh, at. Getting, so you're saying the okay. local church? Yeah. Why? On the Lord's Day. Why do people like? So we see it. We get it, right? Yeah. I'm lost without the church. Uh huh. I will absolutely admit that I, and I was raised to be a stoic, independent man. You take care of your business. Don't ask for help. There's nothing wrong with us, but but you don't do that. You. You, get, yep. you take care of business. That's, that's me. That's my family. But I know now that apart from the church, I am ruined because apart from Christ, I'm ruined. And I, I think it's really hard to be close to Christ when you're not a part of the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, but why do people distance themselves from the local church, from formally covenanting with the local why, why do people do that why because we get it we want to be in there why do so many people you know barna's r- revolutionaries or whatever they are uh why do people in maybe in large quantities today distance themselves uh, so i think there's there's just a ve- just, just a very low view mm-hmm. of of the church in in general and a, a very low view of the necessity of community the necessity of of being connected and there's also a a big stigma that's come from. Mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like people want to use the excuse of a lot of people have been burned by the church, yeah, yeah, and which is true. Some obviously. people have really been uh, absolutely by local churches, absolutely, uh, and I have. I've been burned by local churches, mm-hmm. um, but Baptists were burned by Presbyterian <clears throat> churches, historically speaking. But go ahead, Liz. yeah. Well, Thanks, I'm a Presbyterian Liz. who's been burned by a Baptist church, but yeah, that's uh, payback, son. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but, but yeah, so again, it, it goes back to this, um, Western idea of autonomy mm-hmm. and, uh, we, we want to govern ourselves and, right. and all these things. And we, we, there's no, there's no desire for submission to authority. Yeah. And, uh, the bib- I think the biblical worldview gives you no way out of the idea of you must be under an authority mm-hmm. and that concept um, plays out in every area of life, whether it be marriage, mm-hmm. whether it be parenting, whether it be the workplace. Yeah, um, there's a beauty to accepting the truth that authority and submission are just uh, necessary concepts in life. So as we as we submit to the Lord, uh, we should be ready and willing and uh, and loving that we Christians 
uh, can find authority because there's there's relief, mm-hmm. there's beauty, there's there's um, there's peace yeah. in submitting to an authority because it relieves responsibility from yourself. It allows others to help guide you, and that's just something that we're uncomfortable with. We don't we don't like the idea of being. Uh, so you said you said else. at the beginning there something about like a maybe you didn't say high view, but you said a what, what was that word you used? You said it, they didn't have a bigger view, they didn't have a greater understanding of the church. Low view of church. They had a low view of church. Is that is that kind of what you said? I I know oh, yeah. we were not saying sure. high church in, in that regard, right? right? right. Sure, yeah. But they they have a low opinion of church, and so I think that's that's them. But I also think that's the church. I think that's the leadership of the church. I think we've had a lot of terrible examples of church where we've said, let's be as, as close to the culture as we can. Uh, let's try to be as easy going as we can. Let's try to not offend people so that they come in through the doors. We'll just not display the crucifix or anything like that. So, I mean, part of that though, is people don't, well, no, there's a church here. You displaying the crucifix. Yeah, displaying like the, the cross the, of Christ. But there's a difference between the cross and the crucifix. Should right? we talk about the second commandment? Oh, we oh, actually we're we gonna do gonna we're gonna do it, and we're not gonna Jesus. include you on that one. Oh, no, no, sure. okay. Yeah, you're out of it. Well, I guess okay. What I'm trying to say though yeah, is they, that they remove all they offending remove all, elements. That's it. Right. So if if people have a low view, have maybe have they been taught that themselves by the church right. to have a low view of church? So then when they go into a church. They don't know what to do. Yeah, a lot of churches present themselves as a show by which people are entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a low view uh, of it. It'll it, it's got some sort of value, but not very much. And I do think that I mean, over the last two years, how many churches? Over the last few years, how many churches have hurt publicly people through bad church discipline, yeah. uh, shameful church discipline? through uh, oppressive and abusive leadership. Mm -hmm. And so people have been burned and we need to recognize that we need to own that. And we need to like say that's wrong, but that's not what Jesus calls us to. And there are good churches. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't cast away the church because you have seen some bad examples. I've seen Baptist churches that were racist, Um, but that doesn't mean all Baptist churches are racist. Uh, you look at the most South- Presbyterians are well the Southern Presbyterians. Yes, some a lot of them were. So. That's why just I had like to a lot of north. Southern Baptists yeah. were uh, back in the day. But so <laughs> yeah, the Southern Baptist Church is completely free of racism now. For the record, now, we well, got rid of the Confederate flag. Yeah, yes, we, we are no the Confe- longer. This year we burned the Confederate. We are flag. no longer Good. racist. Good job, You're welcome. Guys. Literally. So now we're cleansed. We're nice. cleansed. Like no, so yeah, there's racism everywhere, and you yeah. find it in every denomination, and so. You know, historically, we've seen it. Present day, we can see it. But because one church is, doesn't mean all churches are. And That's so right. People need to learn, like, listen, you've been burned. But, you know, just because your dad was abusive and negligent mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean that all dads are. There are opposite pictures. And because you had a bad experience of a father doesn't mean that you can't understand God as father as being something radically different. So I think we need to recognize that there are reasons that some people see the church yeah. in a very low way. Some of that is the fault of the church. Some of that is just ignorance. People yeah. don't know. Laziness. Um, maybe, yeah, laziness. They were taught wrong. Or as I think even less said, they, they don't want to come under authority. That, I think that's in our hearts. Yeah. For sure. Sure. I don't, I don't like people telling I don't like people bossing me around. Yeah, I but you, you're okay when I do it. I'm not, but yes, I have to. But, but I, you but do it. I have to. You have to. I have to. They all just tell me you're going to take two weeks off. It's like, okay. No, right. but I tell you to go get me a coffee and you get me a coffee. Oh, yeah. That's right. Double cup. With a sleeve. With a sleeve. You're such a prima donna. I'll take it. So, okay, what is what does it look like, though, for a person to be disconnected? I don't know if we actually really answered that. What does it look like for a person to be disconnected from the church? Right. Well, Barna wrote, Barna wrote that stupid book. I mean, I'm sorry. Barna, let me say it better. Barna wrote that stupid book. <laughs> <laughs> um and, and and it was all about these these cutting edge Christians, the new Christians who are not a part of local churches, and their mission field is wide open, and they're just out there in the world. We're free. We're free they're, from they're, the institution. You know, winning people to Jesus on the golf course and everything. And obviously, we want people to bear witness to Jesus Christ in their vocation and in their recreation. But this idea that we can somehow be disconnected from the local church and be healthy yeah. is mistaken. I think the big way that people are, the way it looks is people being disconnected from the church on, on the, on the most basic level, they go to church, but they're not a part of it. Yes. They, they're there on Sunday mornings and that's but, it. And that's it. They are not invested. They are not involved. They are not serving. They are not accountable. 
Uh, they don't have people checking on them, helping them, guiding them, discipling them. So invested, involved, accountable. What do you mean by invested? That, okay, so they may write a check, which is easy to do, especially yeah. for many evangelicals who might have some disposable income. <laughs> they'll, just, they'll, they'll give something to the local church. But outside of that, they're not invested in their lives. The things that really matter, especially in a postmodern context, right? Time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 that's the real currency today. Uh, they, 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 if, it, if it conflicts with their kid's softball game, church is cut. They're out. If it conflicts with, uh, you know, things, uh, special events, like they're, they're just, they're really quick to push these things aside. So they're not invested. To miss church doesn't hurt for a lot of people. Yeah. To miss the gathering doesn't hurt for a lot of people. Because something better, quote unquote, comes along and that's yeah. what they want to go do. Right. Right. So I think that's, that's one way. Other people just don't go to church because they, they're like, and, and sometimes they have what they think in their minds are good excuses. There's no good churches around here. None of them are reformed enough or none of them are evangelistic enough or, no, or none of them care about abortion enough. And so I don't go. I do my own thing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I listen to my favorite preacher on Sunday and then I just go and chill. Or I like to go and worship God in nature. That's my church. The forest is my church. Guess Wait. what? That's not your church, fool. That's not a church. Okay, the church is not your personal experience of, of, of God in nature. That's a great thing. Praise God for that. But the church is something different. What about and, online? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, online church? That's <laughs> not a thing. That's not a thing. It is a thing. People go online. No, no, but it's not a real thing. No, people go online. They become, quote, unquote, members of a church. They can give their tithe. Okay, listen. You can call a horse a duck. It ain't a duck. It doesn't does make him a duck. That's right. You see what I'm saying? You feeling me? So I'm feeling you. Right. So, so I, I think... And again, um, going back to the I, what I feel is the clincher on on this issue, you talk about you know worshiping on the golf course and all yeah. these things, but the bottom line is what we're actually doing, the activity, the most important activity that we're involved in on this gathering on the Lord's Day is uh, Joe. Help me out with the scripture reference. Uh, they devoted themselves to Acts 242. Yeah. yes to uh, the teaching, the uh, prayer. Uh, fellowship and the sacraments. That's right. <clears throat> so those are things that we gather together and we corporately. Now you can, you know, you, you could make, you could make your arguments. You could say that, well, I do my, I do my uh, receiving the word being preached um, through this, this podcast. online. Yeah, exactly. This, this, this podcast is distributed. Uh, so, okay. You got one. So where's your, where, where are you taking the sacraments? Where are you corporately praying? Um, where are you fellowshipping with the saints? These are th these, this is where's what... the accountability? Where's the discipline? Where's the yes. leadership? Yeah. All of the other things that God says are essential components of a church. Exactly, and uh, that's a really big thing that I want to talk about. My new movie, Calvinist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys could just go over my Kickstarter, you gave a dollar. You gave a dollar. I gave a dollar. Okay, so we're good. We're, we're good. good. So yeah. like, um, you're welcome. So, I want full credit. Thank you. If you give twenty five, no, 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 in the credits. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, wait. So if on. somebody gives $25, they get their names buried in the credits of a movie that no one's going to see. Okay. So, so, many, so many people are going to see it, guys. No, I don't think so. Let's uh, move on. You're all going to watch it. The, I guarantee the church, it. Listen, accountability, well. accountability, leadership. What are the consequences of this? So some people disconnect. They do. They, they, they walk away from the local church. They say, I'm just going to be me and Jesus, man. It's, you know, Jesus is my homeboy. Or they don't engage while they're present. Yeah, I still so, feel that's disconnected. Yeah. No, they're, they are. You can go and just be a, an observer, a yes. spectator. What are, what are the consequences of people who are disconnecting from the local assembly? Whether that is by being in, in, the, in the space on Sunday, but not really being a part of the congregation, or by disconnecting entirely and not even going. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, think, I think we can really hit a simplicity if we focus in on those four things. Uh, we are called to receive the word being preached. We are called to pray. We are called to corporately take the the sacraments, and we are called to fellowship. So, mm -hmm. if if those four things are, are not being met, then you are you are um, suffering, yeah, in your Christian walk, and you're ultimately not worshiping worshiping God. Um, so, how like that's what you all, say. 
Well, that's but, what the Bible says. But they're going to say, like, I am worshiping God. I'm worshiping God in my own way. I'm worshiping God. Mm. But you're, like, in spirit and in truth, Interesting. Man. In spirit Lots of people have worshiped God in their own way. And What's then the God, problem with that? God burns them with fire. No, they, no he doesn't. What are <laughs> you talking does. about? No, he, he does. doesn't. Or he kills them on No, the he doesn't. Wow, wow dude. This is harsh. Are you OPC? <laughs> uh, this is harsh. I love, I love the OPC. This is not. No, man. God, God just looks at the heart. That's, yeah. what they, that's what they would say. They would yeah, say he God does, looks at he the does heart. look at the heart, and and the heart that doesn't desire to be connected to the local church in corporate worship right. is a heart that is uh, is not, in fact, worshiping God in spirit and in mm. truth. Because if God tells us how He wants to be worshipped, that, that's the big problem with this idea of church being a show. Church being, you know, you want to install your your fog machine and then shoot lasers through it, like Nick um, Benson. Do you guys do? No, Nick Batzig does that. Yeah, now. he does. You know Nick Batzig, right? I yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah. wait, the, he has big, a la- oh, huge. They, so no, they Nick. started at Nick's oh, church. Nick. They started with the yeah, moving backgrounds on the screens. Yep, mm-hmm. they and the countdown before the service. Countdown before the, you always have to have the countdown. Yeah, I'm done with the that, countdown. That's whatever. when the hazer starts and the fog starts mm. to rise. But then after you, once they started that, then to not do lasers is just dumb. Oh, yeah. oh, Nick. so they have to do the lasers and then they wave the flag. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the issue I have with that. Uh, across the board, and you know, it, it goes into the issue of instruments and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to, I don't, I, you know, I'm not coming on you guys' show to tell you this. I mean, but uh, the w- God, but, God likes musical instruments. Sure, sure, he does. Drums, he does in yeah, a he likes specific context, <clears throat> percussion. Um, but but the point, the point is, uh, whatever God tells you to do to yes. worship Him, that's yes. right, is your authority. Because why are we here? We're here to worship God. And are we here to entertain a group of people? No, we're not. So if we're here to worship God primarily, then God is the one who gets to tell us how he wants to be worshipped. And that's all we should be doing in this context. And that's uh, you know called the regulative principle mm-hmm. uh, as far as reformed uh, – the reformed – uh, history goes. Uh, there's another view, the the regulative principle, which would say that if God didn't say it, if God didn't say don't do it, then you're free to do it. Yeah, but, that's the normative <clears throat> principle. Right. I'm sorry. The, yeah, right. The normative principle. He's OPC. <laughs> uh, so, OPP. But but it, but again, if 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 the the main reason we're here is to worship this God, yeah. then He gets to tell us how He wants mm-hmm. to be worshipped and why in the world, if that's our reason for being there, would we? Go above and beyond and try to entertain mm-hmm. or uh, or pull heartstrings that God specifically has not. So, are the only consequences back to the question? Are right. the only consequences uh, that you will burn in fire, as you said? I mean, is there, there any other that's consequences? The question. What are the consequences for the Christian who is disconnected from the local church? What right happens? Now. What's the big deal, Joe? Yeah, uh, apart from the local church, and I say this a lot, um, I say it a lot to our people here at Redeemer, Mm -hmm. apart from the local church, you cannot be the person God wants you to be, and you cannot do the things that God wants you to do, because all of those commands in Scripture, the vast majority of those commands, those one another passages, right, Mm -hmm. love one another, support one another, rebuke one another, forgive one another, bear one another's burdens, exhort one another, encourage one another, as long as today is today, all of that makes no sense apart from the local church. Mm-hmm. You can't fulfill God's will for your life apart from the local church. You, ca- you, you cannot be an effective disciple maker. You cannot be an effective lover of God's people apart from the local church. Yeah. You can do some good things. You can accomplish great things in this world. But apart from the church, I don't think you can be who you're supposed to be or do what you're supposed to do according to God. And I think ultimately you are, you are short-circuiting your spiritual life because you are no longer engaging in the means of grace in a primary way that God has commanded us to receive them, where God's prophet preaches the word to God's people and we receive it. Just like we receive Christ by faith. Mm. We sit, we receive, we do nothing. The preacher preaches and we receive it. It's not only just a picture of grace, it is the means of grace where Christ draws near to us and changes us both in the preaching and in the sacraments. Now that's such a beautiful term, the means of Mm -hmm. grace, because we talk all the time about what are the things that we can do in order to grow spiritually. Right. And the beautiful thing is, uh, and it's almost paradoxical. It's it's something that we that's counterintuitive to yeah. us. 
the thing that God uses is the means that he set forth and he told us would be the things that would sanctify us. And mm -hmm. that is the very things that we experience and participate in in corporate worship. So not only are we worshiping God, we are also receiving his blessings and his his confirmation of forgiveness to us through these means of grace. Somebody would say, uh, me eating bread mm -hmm. and drinking wine doesn't do anything to me. But the truth is, God says it does. So that's a means by which he imparts grace. He imparts sanctification to you week by week by week. This is the context in which God has historically brought revival yeah. to his people. The, the, what was happening? What was going on when the Great Awakening took place and the, 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 the fire of God's spirit and power swept across the, the East Coast uh, you know, in, in what we call America? What, what was happening? Uh, well, it was the regular, simple preaching of the word by pastors. Mm -hmm. uh, much of it happening on Sunday morning in local churches. Some of it happening in the open air. But all of these people were being immediately connected to local That's congregations. Right. Revival. You want to be revived? You want to experience the, the, the power of God in your life? You're, you're going to find that among God's people. That's right. Read, read Nehemiah. I mean, read, read, read any of the Old Testament. Read, read the book of Acts. God goes to work in tremendous fashion through his church. That's where we find it. So I think you're, you, you are essentially saying, you know what? I don't want to be revived. I don't want to be refreshed. I don't want to experience the renewal of repentance. I don't want my faith to grow. I don't and want I, to know God. I think that's ultimately implicit. Ultimately, yeah. I don't want grace. I don't want right to on. receive the means hmm. of grace. Right. So I don't want grace. That's good. That's good. You know, there's... That's pretty good for a Presbyterian, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the Presbyterians you. wrote... Almost all the good stuff. <laughs> we Baptists have been stealing the Presbyterian Copy, stuff. Copy, paste, <laughs> replace any reference to baptism. We pulled a trunk. Not, not all of them. We love a lot of those. You read Murray on baptism, man. So much of it is beautiful. Baptists love so much of what you write about baptism. But because of our covenant theology differing from your covenant theology, mm -hmm. we do, except at least for the Baptists that are Reformed, um, we have differences there. But this is what I love about Presbyterians, historically anyways, Baptists and Presbyterians were brothers, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I like to say that the Presbyterians are older, more sophisticated brothers. I re and I really mean that. Mm -hmm. I love my Presbyterian, like Nick Batzig for all the joking that we're saying about Nick using hazers and lasers, which he doesn't do, I except on Easter. On um, Tuesdays. Oh, you guys lied? That wasn't true? No, that's, that's totally oh, Yeah, you oh. really believe that? Yeah, Come I on. did. Oh, man. You, no. guys, you guys totally... Bear false witness? You did. And you made me think poorly of Nick Batzig. Yeah, well, that means you're weak-minded and can't yeah. think for yourself. So I um, just listen to to the authority of a pastor. I, I like right. I'm sitting in the presence of a pastor. You in my it. office in my study. Oh, so you can study. lie in your study. I see. I can do what I want. I'm the lead pastor. Okay. Culture of honor, son. Yeah, I man. see. I see. Yeah, lead. No accountability here. Well, that you know, because you're a pastor, that's why I really wanted to talk to you for my new documentary called Calvinist. Oh there, there is a Kickstarter. <laughs> no, yeah, if you guys can just fun, head over there. I think there. you're funded. You're, you're done. Well, I, it's it's over. It's over. God, it's it's not, it's not don't over. be greedy, son. I'm not God being greedy. Wow. I just, I just God think... said, all right, listen, you need 30. I'm going to give you, what do you give you, 60? Yeah. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Why don't you chill out? Why don't you chill out right now? <laughs> I just think like 70 would be, would be great. <laughs> now, here's, here's, here are some strong words from John Calvin, who, um, you know, one of the great Baptists of, of church history. <laughs> If you can't see Les. Les is just in here Les, scratching his head you going, guys what? Are no, so no, dumb. no, Interesting. no. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, John Calvin, not a Baptist. Uh, John Calvin, his institu Institutes of the Christian Religion is beautiful and devotional, and you are robbing yourself of spiritual growth if you neglect to read it. We're going to link to what I think is probably the best way to read the Institutes uh, hmm. in the show notes. So, check that out. Um, but something that Calvin says about the church here is worth us all thinking through very, very carefully. And your, your inclination is going to be to push back against this. Your inclination is going, to, is going to be to say, Calvin is wrong. He's overstepping here. But take a beat and, and listen to what Calvin says. He says this. This is in uh, book four um, of, and I think it's chapter one, paragraph four, The Visible Church as Mother of hmm. Believers. He says this. But because it is now our intention to discuss the visible church, let us learn even from this simple title, Mother, 
how useful indeed, how necessary it is that we should know her. For there is no other way to enter into life unless the mother conceive us in her womb, give us birth, nourish us at her breast, and lastly, unless she keep us under her care and guidance until, putting off the mortal flesh, we become like the angels. Our weakness does not allow us to be dismissed from her school until we have become pupils all of our lives. Calvin, to some of you, is going to sound kind of Catholic Mm -hmm. when he essentially says, there's no salvation outside of the church. How are we supposed to understand Calvin, who (laughs) definitely was not Catholic? How are we supposed to understand this Protestant who is saying, apart from the church, there is no life? There's no salvation. Mm-hmm. He says it very clearly. So how do we make sense of that, Les? The, the church is the body of Christ. The, we are the elect who have been brought together to, to worship God and to commune together. Uh, this is what God has called us to. So to be separated from the body of Christ is to be separated dismembered Hmm. dismembered from christ exactly exactly so look if you're if you're trying if you're getting worked up and you might some of you are getting worked up you're saying like hey man i came to know jesus i've been born again i'm not a part of a local church i'm a believer i'm not going to hell you guys are crazy you're missing the point yeah the point is is that god has created he has established the local church as the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. And to be dismembered from her, to be disconnected from her, is to lose your identity. Right? We are not, we are not individual temples of the Holy Spirit all on our own. We are brought together, stones, individual stones making up one temple. You cannot be who you're supposed to be apart from the church of God. All right, so one last question because uh, we're going to wrap this up here. Mm-hmm. There are people who are in, and there's not a lot of these people, but there are people who find themselves in cities where there is no local church that's preaching the gospel. Now, people will say, well, there's no church preaching the gospel because they're not Baptist, they're Presbyterian. They're preaching the gospel. Or they're like, oh, well, they're, 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 they're a little more contemporary than we would like to be. We're not talking about that. So if, if you guys are having those kinds of concerns, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. There are people who will find themselves in a city where there is no gospel-preaching church. What, do we t- what, what should they do? If, if they have to drive an hour and a half to find a local church, to find a church that actually, it's not local, to find a church that actually preaches the gospel, what should they do? So my mom was in this very situation, and for the past probably close to 10 years i have been encouraging her to plug into a church and she tries churches and she comes back and reports to me what they're teaching and it's she tells me it's political messages Mm -hmm. they're talking about trump yeah they're talking about who you should who you should support for your you know city council and things like that um so she'd try these things and she'd report back to me and i'd say okay keep looking just mm-hmm. keep looking you need to find something and uh she recently found a pca church an hour away from her oh man and she drives there every week here's the here's the thing um if you look if you think back um centuries ago when we didn't have the luxury of transportation just a hundred years ago sure we didn't have the luxuries we have today as far as traveling quickly um People would have to walk far distances yeah. to even get to their local church. If you have the luxury to travel and you can find a church that's within a distance that's uh, that's you know reasonable uh, within you know Western standards, um, you should seek out and find a church that will actually feed you, actually support you, actually encourage and pray for you, um, because it is the greatest blessing. It is an absolute necessity in the yeah. life of a Christian drive as far as you have to. And again, if we consider this day as a day set apart for the, for this very reason, mm-hmm. then we will have no problem saying I will drive as far as I have to. And then I will spend as much time as I have to there, uh, to make it a, you know, a, a trip right. worth yeah. traveling. And what's the hardship? 
you got an air-conditioned car. Quit yeah. being a baby. <laughs> all right? Like, seriously. you got an air-conditioned car. Or you could take public transportation. Ooh. Get going. Get going. Get it on. Go, go to your church. We've had, we've had people here who, um, it's like one family in particular, they, uh, they got burned by a church that they loved and served for a couple of decades. And they found Redeemer. And I said, look, come here, heal up. You got a 45 minute drive. We're pretty far. Heal up. We'll help you. We'll find you find, we'll help you find a church closer to home. Mm -hmm. You know, we love you. We want to care for you. Well, then they didn't just come on Sundays. They would come back on Sunday night so the kid could come to youth group. Then they would drive all the way out this way for a small group. And then they finally said, we're going to move. And moving to St. Charles ain't cheap. Mm -mm. They had to spend some money to do that. Move. Like, I, I, I'm so encouraged when I had, like, uh, one of our guys, one of our preachers, Scott Schipferling, he was moving into the area, area for a job, and he came to Redeemer before he moved. And he said, well, the first thing I'm doing is I'm looking for a church. Once I find the church, then I'll know where I'm going to live. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it, guys. <laughs> you, you, right. you orient your life around the church, not because the church is the most important thing in your life, but because Jesus is the most important thing in your life, and his bride, therefore, is essential. His bride is critical to you. Absolutely. So then what about those people that can't drive the hour? There, uh, there definitely will be people who can't, who are stuck, and, and my encouragement to people who are really in a bad way is to do what the early church would do, to do what missionaries do. Gather as many Christians as you can and pray. Pray that God would bring you uh, leadership. Pray that God would, would, would plant a church, would start a church. Mm -hmm. And it may be that you will be the seed of a new church coming. Call your local denomination. Mm -hmm. uh, call a church planting network that you respect. Call Acts 29 or the PCA or the SBC or whatever mm -hmm. and, and start looking for opportunities. Say, hey, listen, we've got believers here that are hungry. Uh, we frequently, in our church planting network, Acts 29, we are always getting these emails saying, hey, we've got 45 people in this city that are hungry mm -hmm. for a gospel preaching church. Can somebody come here and plant? So pray, get together with believers and pray to the Lord. God answers those prayers. That's what he's done throughout Absolutely. 2,000 years. He plants churches. But that doesn't mean stop going on Sunday. I would say, listen, more than likely you can find a church that preaches the gospel with all of its errors That's and right. failures. All right. So, okay. So, get over yourself. Right. Okay. So they, it's got lame music and maybe they do drama. I agree. Jesus is embarrassed, okay? <laughs> but grace abounds for all believers, so go until God gives yes. you a church plan. Yeah, so, so the way that works out practically, if you find yourself in a situation where you are in a situation, you're in a, a city that just doesn't have a church that you mm -hmm. find to be solid, pray consistently and keep looking. That's right. You know, so we, you know, we talk about... <clears throat> um, the sovereignty of God mm -hmm. and then the human responsibility that goes along with that. Don't write off every church because you've heard things. Visit churches. Uh, keep keep looking while you're praying That's for right. a, a, a solid gospel-preaching church uh, to be planted. And uh, there's a very good chance you'll find a, a diamond in the rough that you didn't even mm -hmm. know was there. And I think even, like, just get involved in one of them. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I guess I'm on the on the mindset, though, that still to me is disconnected. You're still disconnected then. Everything we've been talking about, you're still being disconnected because you're not invested or involved. I mean, we could pull a Michael Jackson and say, uh, be the change. You know, I'm not saying be the Yeah, that's a song. You are so your music references are Why? terrible. No, they're great. They're so bad. No, they are awesome. Right, go ahead. Keep going. I'm just saying get involved in one. You could still, you know, uh, I'm not saying go in there and be divisive. If there's a, if you're in a small town and your your community is separated from everybody else, my wife and I lived in Port Alberni. The nearest town over was an hour and a half from all directions. I I'm sorry. That's just you don't have to drive over a mountain during the winter to get to the next town over. Sure. Right. You, yeah, you're just gonna get involved and be invested and preach if, grace if they are preaching the gospel. That's it. They're, maybe they're not going to be reformed, or maybe they're not going to be super evangelistic, or maybe they're not going to ride your hobby horse. But if they are preaching the gospel, that's it. You can be a part of that at least. Exactly. So, do we, um, if we find ourselves in a situation like that, do we pull a Michael Jackson 
and uh, do we do we do we talk oh, to those? Okay. To, those to past- pull a Michael Jackson can mean a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's what are you going to say? That's true. That's a very very questionable reference. Oh, I'm saying Little Mikey had it going on. What does that mean, though? His, that means the boy could dance. That boy can dance. He could okay. dance. He could sing. Okay. And well, people forgive fashion. people forgive sins if you can dance. Yeah. Ooh. Boy, those are. We look past all but of America Joe's doesn't all of care it? if you can dance as long as who you beat can up dance. Rihanna. That's okay. Who beat up Rihanna? I don't yes. know, but I remember he could dance. What's his name? What's his name? See the, but, the, that guy who could dance. That yeah. guy that can dance. Nobody cares because he can dance. Yikes! Okay, no, I don't think people. Yikes. I think people do See, care. Some, say some, yeah. No, they don't. America doesn't care. I've been hanging out with Joe Thorne and and Jimmy Fofo. All and week. you've been blessed. There You're have welcome. been, yeah, I have been absolutely blessed. And there have been these shining moments where I look around and I say to myself, "Am I hanging out with Christians right now?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go ahead and yeah. Go, but, while but, you but, insult but, us, go ahead and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug your plug again. Well, before well, you wanna... before you do it, before you do it, let, let's be serious for a yeah. second. We are very excited for your documentary. Yeah. Um, really. Yeah, legitimately. I mean, I didn't back it. I, I got but, the impression I mean, that you that you weren't. No, no, no. We're nah, just, nah, we're nah. horsing around. Um, I gave it all. I was gonna back it, but then I saw that it was funded, so I didn't. But everybody sure. else needs to make up for me not backing <laughs> your podcast. This, I mean, you're the worst your, plug. What is it a documentary? Ever heard documentary. It's a documentary. The Calvinist documentary. Now I know some people are poo-pooing the idea as if the only people who are going to listen to this are Calvinists. Yeah, like. It, it's it's like I I feel like there's these people who who don't necessarily like the idea of a documentary about Calvinists because you know only Calvinists would be watching it, kind of like um, like a pastor making mm-hmm. a, a a poem about um, Calvinist, right? And then uh, only Calvinists watching it, uh, you know, like like children of people like that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was extremely that's a deep, subtle. Piperian reference. <laughs> Piperian reference. Wow, that was Listen, very subtle. Okay, by, the way, very by the way, by the way, as a, as a documentary nerd, guess what? I hate baseball. I think baseball's the worst American sport ever. But I watch baseball documentaries. You know why? Because they're freaking awesome. Documentaries are documentaries just are. Awesome. People watch documentaries on subjects that they don't even yeah. like or agree with. That's how documentaries work. Okay, yeah. so we're all right. Where so are Calvinism, you at? Where are you at with uh, your funding? <laughs> All right, so hang on a second. I gotta, I gotta finish this. All right, go ahead, finish it up. I'm excited about this documentary because the the movement of Calvinism is real mm-hmm. and it is diverse, and it's more diverse than a lot of people think. Yeah, and there is a lot of good happening, and there are some concerns, but this is worth exploring. And yeah. it, it, if it only helped the young Calvinists who are beginning to explore this, that's a win. So I don't even care if only some Calvinists watch this. But, so, last, but you say you say it's diverse, like Calvin. It, it's diverse. It's a diverse movement. It's yeah. a diverse movement. Is there a lot of diversity in those that you're interviewing? Like, who do you have? Oh yeah. Who do you have that you are interviewing? Uh, well, I mean, I I have uh, a bunch of white guys, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> That's very diverse of you. And then and then, and then Vody. <laughs> um, but uh, I absolutely want to. It's you know I I put people that said yes of course uh, yeah you can only you can only interview those that agreed to be a part exactly of it. exactly so and, but uh, i know you've asked a lot of others i've asked i've asked that's tons right. of people and and that's the bottom line is uh i am going to be traveling i'm going to be going around i'm going to be asking everyone who who uh is willing to talk to me about this subject uh to help me to understand uh the situation we're in Right uh, yeah. in this this sort of Calvinist realm that has uh, that has taken over, and I think it's a very so first first of all, I want to uh, celebrate this movement. I want to show what it is that God has done because uh, it's a very interesting thing, and I, 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 it's obviously we all were familiar with it, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe it hasn't been explored uh, to the degree that I want to explore it to, or maybe it has, but I want to sort of put it all together in one in one place. Um, and I'm okay if a majority of the people who watch this movie already hold to these positions because those people have some things I think they need to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's coming from somebody who is a part of the movement, who um, made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I had a lot of things I needed to hear. Now, uh, so, so there's a lot of people out there. 
uh, well-known, uh, very intelligent, um, ordained people who who can help guide us. Yeah. Right. So I want to talk to these people, and I want to ask the question, what is next for this movement? Where do we go from a position of holding to these doctrines that are beautiful and wonderful and and deep? Where do we go from here? Do we just put this tulip in our pocket and go back to our non-denominational church? Or is there more to it? Does it affect our family? Does it affect Mm -hmm. our workplace? And ultimately, does it affect our worship? It's going to be good, man. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I know you've already – principal photography began yesterday, I believe. Yes, it did. And uh, I know you've you've got your first interview bagged and – I mean, that's it looked pretty good, man. Two Thank interviews, you. actually. You got Thank two you. interviews. I did. Okay. I did. Well, I interviewed twice because the first time, I guess. No, not you. Travel in there too. Oh, yeah. You interviewed I wasn't, even, <laughs> I wasn't even bringing that up. All right. Look, um, this is going to be good. If people want to know more, if they want to support the Kickstarter campaign, which is still live just for another couple weeks, right? What do they do? Yeah, it'll be like one week once this is released. Okay. Um, you need more money. Listen, so I, you need I'm, more money. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask for money. Are you guys going to like cut me off? Or? No, 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 go ahead. Go I'm just, ahead. Okay, I'm we just going to go for it. We actually do want you to plug this because okay. you believe in this. I'm yeah. just going to run at it. If you go guys want to interrupt me again, that's cool. No, no, that's you're cool. good. Uh, so there's, uh, there's, if you go yeah, to yeah, Kickstarter, go what's that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, good. If you go to Kickstarter and you type in the word Calvinist or just Google Kickstarter and the word Calvinist, it's the only project on Kickstarter that's ever had the word Calvinist. Uh, at all, which I think is pretty cool. So um, I asked for 35000 That was the absolute bare minimum that uh, that would be needed to make it feasible. I almost asked for less. My pastor said that he, I, was, I was foolish to do that mm-hmm. because I would go into debt trying to make a movie. My family would suffer. Um, and that being said, if you are an individual who, uh, who would, by giving to this film— would suffer at all if your family will suffer one iota if you will be unable to give to your church because you gave to this film do not give me money that's good there are a million other places that you should be spending your money jimmy fofo cigars yeah um (laughs) but if you have extra and you think that this project is something that would be beneficial to the church right that's what i want it to be i want to be a gift Mm -hmm. to the church um then uh i could use support and uh yes it's funded yes it's uh you know for the for the bare minimum and even beyond uh it's good to go uh but the bottom line is movies cost money and the more money this project makes i promise you it will be better it will be a better movie because it has a bigger budget which means that i can travel to more places and interview more people how short are you right now as far as your your next goal your the final goal that you're trying to hit how short are you the next goal not the final goal but the next goal yeah the the thing about kickstarter is and and this is like the shameless and i feel the weight of this like i'm asking christians to give me money yeah i feel the weight of that you're like creflo dollar jerk exactly and and if (laughs) that's the second episode he's made it creflo every week creflo (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, like I understand the the uncomfortable nature of the situation, the, the position that I'm in. I'm sort of selfless on, or shameless. I keep saying selfless, which is the exact opposite of what I am being, uh, asking Christians to give mm-hmm. me more and more and more money. Um, but again, only give if you can. Uh, so my next goal mm-hmm. is $70,000. If that is met, then I will commit to um, meeting, like setting up meetups in every city that I go to so I can interview more mm-hmm. just normal That's average great. Calvinists. So uh, you could be in it. Yes, absolutely. If, if you, if you continue, continue to contribute to the film, uh, you know, any, any individual out there could potentially There's a possibility. The sure. Yeah. Sure. Look, There's no guarantee. Here, here's the thing. Now, $50 is a good amount of money for most people. Like yeah, most, sure. most of us feel like $50. I feel $50. Sure. Okay. Um, but for something that matters, for something that's real, for something that's good, you can do fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you guys. And look, uh, we don't ask. We don't have a donation page on our website and everything. People ask us, "How can we donate to doctrine?" Don't don't worry about it. Uh, look, if you can give twenty five, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, support this documentary. It's going to help the church. It's going to benefit right. the work of Jesus, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. Less is. Look, the less is raised, like what, uh, 60? 
it's 63 right okay. now, I think. Uh, so that's 60. So Les has raised 60, which means he can make a documentary if he, leaves, if he lives like a homeless guy when he travels. That's what it means. So He's living uh, in my basement right now. He, and, I am. And yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, it, like welcome. people allowing you to, to sleep on their couch is a huge, huge blessing. To a person in so Les is not spending. He's not. He's like, hey man, I'm going to spend this. Money. I'm going to go stay at the Four Seasons in Chicago, and we'll mm-hmm. hang. Les is spending this money on the film. So guys, seriously, go support this. We believe in this. We're excited about this. We love Les, and we want to see this be something that um, uh, really benefits the church, benefits the kingdom, and you can be a part of that. So check it out. Where do they go? What's the uh, Kickstarter.com? Yeah, search they, Calvinist. Yeah, just go to Kickstarter. Search the word Calvinist. Perfect. Awesome. Well. Um, we we want to give a, a big thanks to uh, J Bond Media. Justin! Justin Bond is the audio wizard who makes us sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're grateful for him for all of his editing. If you need photo work, video work, uh, if you need the answer to life's problems, uh, don't, don't do that one. Don't do that one. Uh, go to J Bond Media. We'll link him in the show notes. Um, we're so thankful for him. If, uh, if you want to help us at D&D, uh, you can leave a review at iTunes. We've got like 29, I think. 29. Or like that. So we're a week old or just at, this, at the point of this recording or a little bit over. Uh, we're so thankful for your reviews. You've all been very kind. Hit iTunes. Give us a review. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Look us up there. Uh, if Jim, if they want to leave us a comment, we're getting tons of emails. We love the messages mm-hmm. that you're sending us. If they want to leave us a comment or a suggestion about things that, that we should cover, what should they do? Yeah, head over to doctrinedevotion.com. Hit the contact us page. You can go and fill it out. Uh, leave any suggestions or ideas. If you have any complaints, we will read them on air and uh, make fun of you. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We haven't had any yet. Not yet. I can't but wait. Please do. Hey, JD Hall, send us an email. Please. All right. So uh, also, tell a friend. Spread the word. Uh, we want to keep getting better. We have a lot of room to grow. That's why Les is here. He's coaching us and counseling That's us right. in all of this. And make sure you guys check out Tanner on the Reform Podcast. He has this great, <laughs> fantastic Yeah, uh, Les is uh, his mascot. He's the mascot. Tanner is the brain. Um, Dr. Tanner. Dr. Tanner. Yeah, DT. DT. Yo, what's up, DT? I, I, he's a chiropractor, though. How is he really a doctor? Yeah. Uh, what kind of a doctor is he? He's. Yeah, he's a chiropractor. He um he works in uh, what we call crunchy medicine, <laughs> uh, which consists of uh, casting spells essentially. Okay, so okay. that sounds that's that that sounds a little weird. He's actually training to be a medical doctor. Um, he's like doing surgery on people right now. So. All right, cool. All right, well, show off, uh, Tanner. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, so uh, listen, we'll see you guys in a couple days. We uh, we do uh, two of these a week. We hope that you will tune in and continue to check it out. Uh, be sure and listen to the Reformed Pubcast. They drop a new episode every week, unless there's absolutely no way that they can do it because Les is traveling, but pretty much every week, new episode. It's a lot of fun. Check it out, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. Later. Peace. Bye. Bye.